Section 10 of Not That It Matters. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by April Gonzalez. Not That It Matters by A. A. Mile. A 17th Century Story. There is a story in every name in that first column of the Times births marriages and deaths than which we glance each morning but unless the name is known to us we do not bother about the stories of the people the are those not very interesting people our contemporaries but in a country churchyard a name in an old tombstone will set us wondering a little what sort of light came to men of that a hundred years ago in the parish register we shall find the whole history of them when they were born when they were married how many children they had, when they had died. A skeleton of their lives which we can clothe with our fancies and make living again. Simple lives we make them in the pleasant countryside. Man comes and tills the field and lies beneath. That is all. Simple work, simple pleasures and simple death. Of course we are wrong. There were passions and pains in those lives, tragedies perhaps. And the tombstones in the register say nothing of him, or, if they say it, it is in a cipher to which we have not the key. Yet sometimes the key is almost in our hands. Here is a story from the register of a village church, four inches only, but they hide a tragedy which with a little imagination can almost piece together for ourselves. The first entry is a marriage. John Meadows at Little Hall Manor, bachelor, took Mary Field to wife, both of his parish, on 7th of November, 1681. There were no children of the marriage. Indeed, it only lasted a year. A year later, on the 12th of November, 1682, John died and was buried. Poor Mary Widows was never alone of the manor. We picture her sitting there in her loneliness, broken-hearted, refusing to be comforted. Until we came to the third entry, John has only been in his grave a month. But here is such an entry, telling us that on 12th of December, 1682, Robert Cliff, bachelor, was married to Mary Meadows, widow. It's Paul's of a picture of her. And then the fourth entry. It is the fourth entry which reveals the tragedy, which makes us wonder what is the story hidden away in the parish register of Little Hall, the mystery of Little Hall Manor. For here is another death. The death of Mary Cliff and Mary Cliff died on, 13th of December, 1682. And she was buried in an unconsecrated ground, for Mary Cliff, we must suppose, had killed herself. She had killed herself on the day after her marriage to her second husband. Well, what is the story? We shall have to make it up for ourselves. Here is my rendering of it. I have no means of finding out if it is the correct one. But it seems to fit itself within the facts as we know them. Maryfield was the daughter of a well-to-do parents, an only child, and the most desirable bride from the worldly point of view in the village. No wonder, then, that her parents' choice of a husband for her fell upon the most desirable bride of the village, John Meadows. The fields lawn adjoined Little Hall Manor. One day the child of John and Mary would own it all. Let a marriage, then, be arranged. But Mary loved Robert Cliff wholeheartedly. Robert, a man of no standing at all. A ridiculous notion, said her parents. 
but the silly girl would grow out of it. She was taken by a handsome face. Once that she was safely wedded to John, she would forget her foolishness. John might not be handsome, but she was a solid, steady fellow, which was more, much more, as it turned out, than could be said for Robert. So John and Mary married, but she still loved Robert. Did she kill her husband? Did she and Robert kill him together? Or did she only hasten his death by neglect of him in some illness? Did she dare him to ride some devil of a horse which she knew he could not master? Did she taunt him into some full hard defeat? Or did she deliberately kill him, whether without her lover's aid? I cannot guess, but of this I am certain. His death was on a conscience. Directly or indirectly, she was responsible for it, or, at any rate, felt herself responsible for it. But she would not think of it too closely. She had room for only one thought in her mind. She was mistress of Little Hall Manor now, and free to marry whom she wished. Free at last, to marry Robert. Whatever had been done, had been done worth doing for that. So she married him, and then, to write the story, she discovered the truth. Robert had never loved her. He had wanted to marry the rich Miss Field. That was all. Still more, he had wanted to marry the rich Mrs. Meadows. He was quite callous about it. She might as well know the truth now as later. It would save trouble in the future, if she knew. So Mary killed herself. She had murdered John for nothing. Whatever her responsibility for John's death, in the bitterness of that discovery, she would call it murder. She had a murder on her conscience for love's sake. And there was no love. What else to do but follow John? Is that the story? I wonder. End of a 17th century story. Recording by April Gonzalez in Cavita, Philippines.